Hello and welcome back to the Let's FaceTime podcast. I'm your host Jocelyn. And I'm Kylie. And we're just two friends catching up on FaceTime, talking about everything from pop culture, movies, TV shows, things we like to do, where we see our life going in the future, and anything else you can possibly imagine. Are you doing anything for St. Patrick's Day? No. That's all I have to say. No, I remember. Remember when we went to the parade, the Southie? Did you come? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love Boston. I miss Boston, and I miss the Southie parade. <laughs> I, I do not miss the Southie parade, and I do not love Boston. <laughs> But Wait, this is a great transition. Reasons. Oh my god, I didn't even do this purposefully. So something that we wanted to talk about today was like some of our favorite cities to live in, where we see ourselves, etc. And this just fit in so perfectly. I, oh my god, I'm like mind blown. Wait, I thought you did that on purpose. Wait, no. I thought you were trying to do like a subtle transition. No, this is not subtle. I was just thinking of things like, oh, St. Patrick's Day. And then what's about St. Patrick's Day? The Southie Parade in Boston. And then I was like, oh my God, I love Boston and miss the Southie Parade. And then it's all coming together. This was not intentional. That's pretty impressive, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why my reaction when I was like, oh my God, what a transition. Okay, yeah, so we might as well launch into the topic of the episode, which is places to live, past, present, and future. What is your favorite part about Boston? Um, I really love the vibe of Boston. Like, I love all the, like, brick homes and the being able to walk along the Charles. I also like, because Boston itself is, yes, it has all the, I don't even know what you call it, the surrounding cities per se like cambridge austin oh, i don't think that's, oh, i wouldn't yeah, say yeah. suburbs because i don't know there's a term for them they're like boroughs of like the boston metropolitan yeah. area like boston metropolitan area is large however boston itself as a city is rather small and so i really think it's cool how i can get to almost anywhere in the city of boston like by walking within like 45 minutes um what else do i love about boston it's just like a vibe. And I also like how it really embodies it has four fall seasons. You have like the fall, winter. The spring is my least favorite because it is sort of messy and gross, but I feel like the summers, even though they can be hot, are really nice. Yeah, I don't know. I've never oh that's I was about to say I've never lived in Boston for the summer, but that's Why? just like quite completely untrue as in Boston last summer. <laughs> um Why? But I dislike how small Boston is. It feels very limiting. I feel like there's not a lot of, like, culture and things to do in that regard. It feels like all there is to do here is, like, I don't know. Like, it just feels very small. I feel like I've done it all. I've seen it all. And I'm bored of it. Ready to move on. That being said, I do enjoy, like, the commons. I think the commons are really beautiful. Like, sitting out under a tree is nice. I like the weather in New England. Yeah. But 
Okay. I'm not really a big Boston person. Also, public transit freaking sucks. It's always broken. Nothing's ever working here. That is true. It's a nightmare. Like, they have decent... Like, yeah, every every city, I think, can always improve public transportation. I think Boston does have public transportation that gets to a lot of places when it's fully functional. <laughs> that's the biggest issue is that it's rarely yeah which it never is fully functional (laughs) yeah that's fair i'll give you that i just love the river i miss the river the river is very nice okay so if you don't love boston which is fair that is true i think the the validity of yes it's small you've been there for a while time to start something new okay then in an ideal world where would you want to move to i kind of want to move to new york city okay i want to move to brooklyn i feel like brooklyn's really cute like it's has kind of the boston like small city energy Mm -hmm. like it's not skyscrapers or anything but and it's like but they're you're right near the actual city itself there's like actual culture in brooklyn of like things to do nightlife events like comedy shows Mm -hmm. things that i want to do like people i follow online who are like having shows and things that's all happening in new york there's like so many more people that you don't just see the same people every time you go anywhere do you feel that way in boston yeah i feel like whenever i go out it's the same people i feel like that's a lot of people love New York, right? Like, that's why it's so big. A lot of people move there. I actually have not been to New York really enough to, like, have... Like, I've been to, like, Manhattan and the very, like, stereotypical, like, um, Central Park and those types of things. But, like, not really Brooklyn, so I don't really know what the vibe well, is actually, there. actually, my true dream is to have a commune. In Brooklyn. Like in Brooklyn. I was in Brooklyn. <laughs> so like the commune dream, the idea is not necessarily like a commune the way you would picture it, like we're living on a farm. The com the idea of the commune is the communal living aspect where like, oh, maybe you own like every floor in like a walk up apartment like I do now. And like different like families live in each one, but then you guys all live together, you like cook together, you raise children together. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a group style of living as opposed to like a nuclear family environment. It's much more of a like gr- this group of the family. It's a deconstruction of the nuclear family. Mm. Like that is my dream. But <laughs> interesting. And why do you think that's your dream? Like, why why do you want that sort of environment? Because I think it would be so much better. I think it's, like, silly that we isolate ourselves into these little, like, two-person families. Like, what is the point of that? It would be so much, like... Like, I would enjoy living with... A, like, it's sad that you don't get to live with people that you like besides your, like, singular significant other when you get older. And then raising children is freaking hard and like there's gonna be times where you like can't do it or can't be there and like raising a family with a group I don't know I just see a lot of appeal to it Mm. I just feel like it's like too many cooks in the kitchen type mentality like I, I get it in theory but 
I think, I don't know, I think you could still do that without really embodying a commune to the definition of a commune, right? Like, you can have your families and live close or, like, be friendly with people and, like, have this sort of more open environment where, like, especially if you have kids, right, your kids can stay over or, like, interact with these other kids or other adults more no, often. No, but see, that's the different. The difference to commune living is that it's not my kid, it's everyone's kid. Yeah, but then who controls and the, like, rules, right? When it's, like, can so and can your kid or the group kid like go over to someone's house or can they start this sport or like all these questions like who's making the choices yeah i mean it's definitely way harder to live with like more people like what you said too many cooks in the kitchen like isn't wrong yeah like it would have to be something where you guys are very much on the same page about the big things before going in it together and that you like have a situation drawn up for how you'll handle conflict how you'll do this and that Mm -hmm. like and then like lots of discussions like ongoing like not in the moment like oh can the kid go to their friend's house but like discussions of like how we are raising the child like how we are handling these decisions Mm. like it would have to definitely be like a lot of like ongoing communication and stuff but that sounds... It sounds interesting in theory. I don't know if I'd want to partake in such an extreme level. I think it'd be fun to live, like, in a neighborhood where you, like, know everyone is super close. And, like, yet you still have your family. Yeah, but that's so different. Family. No, I understand, like, the differences. But I don't think... I don't know. I think it takes a lot of trust to have this, like, group responsibility of a child. Yeah, it definitely does. Just I think it's the dream, though. Okay. I support you. Like, I hope you can find something like that, <laughs> but I don't I don't think that's for me. So you would want this... Well, I won't invite you to my commune. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say... Let's remove this commune concept slightly, right? So let's say we can't have a commune, but you want to have a kid of some sort. Um, would you want to raise that kid in Brooklyn, like, in a very, like, in the city section, or would you want to go to a suburb or rural area? What's your viewpoint on that? Because I think that's super interesting. As of right now, obviously, like, I'm very young. I have a lot of my life before me. (laughs) But as of, hopefully, knock on wood, but as of right now, I want to live in a city my entire life. I wouldn't leave the city and, like, having a child would not change that for me because, like, I just really want to be in a walkable community. Wait, repeat that? You want to be where? In a walkable community. Like, somewhere, like, I can walk to the grocery store or, like... And you don't think that's... Somewhere a, where I don't need to drive. You don't think that's applicable in a city? No, that's why I'm saying I want to be in a city. Wait, I th- what? I like I don't want to go to the. I thought you just I said city you don't want to live in a city the whole. You do want to live in your whole life. Yes. Oh, I completely. Did miss- I say that wrong? That's my bad. Maybe I just listened but to I it. Wanna- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I want to live in a city my whole life. Having a child would not change that because I think it's very important to me to live in a city. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
there's not a ton of kids who like grow up in cities that are like this was the worst experience of my like I hate growing up like I don't know people I know that grew up in cities feel like pretty good about it no I I think there's a lot of pros like I did not grow up in a city like I grew up very suburb slash rural I would say um but I know people who grew up in cities and yeah they love it um I speak highly of it. I go back and forth. I truly don't know if I... I really do like a city. I think it's fun. I think there's, like, always things to do. Like, like you said, easy to go places, like, to walk, um, transportation, like, you don't... Or biking. Um, you don't have to drive um, everywhere all the time, which is super nice. But I also like the idea of, like, a slightly rural setting of, like, you're on your own, like, up in this mountain or, like, in the woods. You know, I think that in itself... That, you're calling that slightly rural? <laughs> oh, my Uber Eats order is here. <laughs> do you need to go get it? My Uber Eats order is here. I need a minute. Okay. Pause. Cut. Do you want me to pause this or do you want me to keep recording? Oh, my God. Wow. So much freedom. I would say a joke... But I wasn't prepared enough for a joke to insert right now. I just feel like I'm monologuing. Jocelyn's probably going to edit this out. Um, anything exciting I care to share? For some reason, this feels so barren. Like, I feel exposed right now. Just sitting here with my thoughts being recorded. <laughs> oh, I don't know how people do this. It's funny because I'm still hearing noises. Wow, that was so fast. It's like I can hear Jocelyn all the way downstairs, but I know she has to go down like two, three flights of stairs. Oh, I think it's through her headphones. Wow, they're able to... Wow, good for the headphones she has that they have this reachability. I feel like I'm at like sitting in silence like in a conversation with someone like you know when you're like on a date and there's like silence and you don't know who to spot talk right now like that's how I feel right now and it's weird because it's literally just me sitting okay I'm back I have returned I could hear everything Kylie was saying because my airpods were in (laughs) which like you should have figured out when you could hear me (laughs) you heard all of that (laughs) that's so funny I was dying and I was like should I tell her I can hear her and I was like no I first of all was like, oh my god, I can hear her, but like, first it didn't click that you could also still hear. I would have told you, except you were recording it for the podcast anyway, so it seemed more funny to let you monologue. <laughs> oh well, I'm glad that we had that little adventure monologue about nothing, um, about my uncomfortableness in um, silence. So what was I saying? Oh, oh, you said you want to live in a somewhat rural area and then define that at the top of a mountainside alone. <laughs> Sometimes I think it would be really fun to live on a pseudo farm or in the middle of the woods or just in a very secluded area. Super scenic. I think it would be a lot of fun. However, Like, if I have a family with children, I don't know if that's necessarily the best. Because then it's harder to go to school. For the viewers who don't know, like, how would you define, like, where you grew up on the ruralness spectrum? Me? Yeah, you. Why did you ask the viewers a question? I'm confused. I said for the listeners... 
well, I said viewers, but I meant for people who don't know, like, can you explain, like, where you grew up? Sure. So, where I grew up, where I grew up, the majority, so I moved around a little bit when I was younger, but a majority of my upbringing, as I were to describe it, was in a town in central Massachusetts that had the population of about 6,000 people. It was rather small. Um... I lived, my ro- my house could not be seen from the road. It had like a quarter mile driveway and we owned five acres of wooded land. We still do. However, like this sounds like it's really secluded, but it really wasn't like it, we had, it took me maybe 15, 20 minutes to regularly get to a grocery store. I was only five minutes to my high school um, and like 30, 40 minutes to Boston. So I definitely wasn't away from civilization and things. And so I would say on a spectrum of one to five, five being you're in the middle of nowhere with little access to civilization and one being you're in a metropolis, I would say I was at a three. Okay. I was probably (laughs) roughly the same. I would say maybe. Yeah, I think we grew up pretty similar town vibes. Yeah, I grew up in like a small town in Connecticut. I had 200 people in my graduating class, and it, like, I grew up, like, a two minutes from my high school, but, like, 15 minutes from a grocery store, so, like, literally the same thing. <laughs> yeah, my class was, my high school class was slightly smaller, we had, like, 120 people, but my brothers had, like, 150, like, it varied, like, mine was on the small, my class specifically was a little bit smaller, but on average, mine was um, too, pretty similar. Actually, I wonder if anything happened in... That time period. Wait, what are you eating right now? I'm eating a sushi roll. It's like... Oh, you got a sushi roll. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just eating this because it's going to be a production to eat my poke bowl. But I'm like starving and I'm hoping I'll feel like less sick when I eat. Because all I've eaten today is an omelet and an apple. Because (laughs) I woke up so late. Yeah. And then I have my basketball game. (laughs) So like, if I ate... Like, I ate breakfast at 11.30, and so then I wasn't hungry at 2 for, like, a meal, so I just ate an apple. But now it's late, and I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's... This day is... Oh, my God, I can't believe it's 3.20 already here. My God. But... What was I saying? Oh, your food. And then... Oh, so... Ruralness. Oh! So would you want that? Like, would you want to live in where, like, in the setting you grew up? Absolutely not. (laughs) I will never live somewhere that rural, ever. Really? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about, like, suburbs? Like, suburb suburbs. Like, New Jersey suburbs. I don't know. Like, I think it defeats the purpose of, like, being walkable. But, like, I would consider it. Like, I just really don't see myself ever actually leaving the city itself. Yeah, actually, I think it would be really fun to live, and even now I I can see it in, like, Seattle, right, because that's where I'm at the moment. There are areas that are really residential with these, like, cute little homes, and it's not, like, in apartment complexes and things like that, and so it would be really cute to, like, have that sort of environment, because then you're easily accessible to the city and still have the perks of being in a city, but you don't necessarily feel like I'm in a city 
all the time. There's a little bit, a little bit more um, residential-ness, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be nice eventually to have, like, a yard. But, like, you could have a yard yeah. in the way, like, a lot of houses in Cambridge have yards. Yeah, like, I have a yard right now, and technically right. my address is in, I'm living in a house in Seattle. Right. How do you so. feel about Seattle? How do I feel about Seattle? Oh, it's funny you bring this up. Because a friend asked, I already told Jocelyn this, but one of our friends, she's, like, in Europe right now doing graduate school and is coming back and thinking of cities to move to and Seattle is one of them and so she was like where do you live in Seattle and what are your thoughts <laughs> and so my current thoughts are I'm ambivalent to Seattle is what I told her I feel like I don't have a lot of reasons that I love it slash like it however there's not a lot of things that I hate about it you've also been there for less than a year so far that is true. I've been told that the summers here are amazing, and I have not been here for a Seattle summer, so kind of reserving that judgment. I still don't think I'm going to, like, like, I think there's a chance that I like Seattle. I'm like, okay, Seattle's a fun time, but I don't think I'm going to be one of those people who brave about Seattle and are, like, crazy about it. Okay. Like, I don't think I'll ever be one of those. Um... I have only visited but. Seattle. I think I was there for like four days, but I had a great four days. It was beautiful. It was in the summer. I love the city. The vibes are so good. So that is my only like data point. I just don't think the city is that pretty. That's fair. Like the surrounding areas are gorgeous. Like you have these and there are times like when I'm in the city, you see all these mountains and it is really pretty. But I think the city itself like lacks distinctive character as well as just like scenic that's fairness i can see that i guess it's just so surrounded by like such beauty that mm -hmm. it feels like like in my head i like feel more beautiful than probably it actually is you know because then you're just visiting you're like oh my god the mountains yeah, you're like, oh my god, I go to the Cascades and Olympia National Park. Like, it is, kind of, like, especially if you're really into outdoorsy things, you are within, like, two hours of three national parks, which is kind of insane. Yeah, very impressive for, like, such a major city to be so, like, yeah, have so much nature surrounding it. It's very cool. That's yeah. one of the and other also, things that I'm, like, nervous about, about, because I'm going to move to Chicago. And so that's one of the things I'm nervous about about Chicago is that it's, like, surrounded by zero nature, so it's going to be kind of depressing. Mm. Yeah, Chicago does not have, like, Illinois is not really, like, you have the lakes, which is nice. Oh, I love the lake, but in terms of, like, hiking. Yeah, oh yeah, you don't, you definitely don't have that in Illinois. But, but you just have to take trips. You have to take trips to places. Like Seattle, to visit you. Like Seattle, or I really want to do a Utah trip. Oh my god, that'd be fun. I really want to. We should. One thing that is nice about Seattle there's actually a few things. One, the tap water here is very, very good. <laughs> um, and everyone laughs, but it's true. Like Boston, it's okay. Like it's drinkable, but it has sort of you know a taste. Or I always noticed it when I went back home. Because we have well water at my, like, family house. Yeah. And that was... It's very good water. But here, I actually think the tap water is so good. Um, I think it's comparable to, like, bottled water, like, well water. So that's really cool. Also, a plug for Seattle is that apparently 
almost between 80 or 90% of the electricity of Seattle is all from hydroelectric power. And that I think less than 5% come from fossil fuels that run the entire like electrical grid of Seattle. Oh, wow. That's really so that's impressive. A really f- yeah, that's a really fun fact that I didn't realize till recently. That's very cool. Very cool. It makes sense because they have a but apparently they use a lot of the rivers and lakes that especially form when the snow caps are melting in the spring. They use that sort of water source, um, which makes sense. But it's very cool. That is cool. Yeah, I was saying this to Kylie. I feel like the like vibe of Seattle, like the outdoorsy, like crunchy granola energy that like Seattle has while also being like very tech bro is very appealing. But I just like absolutely am too depressed to like move somewhere that gets so little sunlight. Yeah, the weather here is a little it's kind of frustrating. I I actually personally don't mind the lack of sunlight in the winters. Obviously more sunlight is a little bit better, but I don't think it affects me personally. But it's annoying because you never know when it's gonna rain. And sometimes it rains, like it downpours, and sometimes it's just like spitting and it doesn't bother you. Like today, when I look up, I was told that it was going to rain all day. So I thought about going for a run slash walk this morning. However, I was like, I don't want to get rained on. But it has not rained yet. So (laughs) it's been cloudy and gloomy, but no water has fallen from the sky. So it's really frustrating because even when you look at the weather, it will say it's going to be sunny or it's going to be raining and... It usually doesn't line up or it could start sunny and then it rains on your way home or vice versa. So it's a little annoying. Yeah, it is kind of annoying. God, Phoebe's going to hate us again for talking about weather. (laughs) Every episode. It's got (laughs) to happen for at least at least a minute. (laughs) Oh, my God. Of course. I feel like weather impacts you so much. Would you ever want to live abroad? Sorry. I I don't really have much interest in living abroad. Like, I would do it. I think it would be fun to live in Australia for, like, a month or, like, three months or six months or something. Like, relatively, like, short. Because there are just so many cool things to do in Australia and it's so far away that it's, like, very inconvenient to just do, like, a week trip because you wouldn't really, like, get to do and see everything. And, like, you'd be so jet-lagged and it would just be a mess. So I feel like living in Australia for a bit would be, like, the best way to explore Australia. But other than that, and, like, that, basically, I just want to do an extended vacation that I can travel, like, every weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, no, I don't really, like, care about living abroad all that much. I care a lot about, like, seeing places and, like, being a little tourist but I don't really feel, like, a deep desire for the full cultural immersion of moving there. But I don't know. Maybe you feel differently because you've also done it, so. I like, I think for me, I really like the living in a place for three to six months. I think it's really fun because you get a little bit more than I'm a tourist. Like, you get a little insight of, like, oh, I'm living here without an extended... Like, I think I want to go and... I don't know, like, logistically, this seems like it's never going to happen. But I want to, like, live in different places, whether that's in Europe or Australia, New Zealand, or, or another place. Also, I'd love to go to Japan. It sounds really... would be really cool for, like, three to six months and, like, learn what it's like to live there and, like, a little bit insight into their lives. Um... But not have it be like super extended. Obviously, that's hard. I think that's hard for a lot of reasons. 
logistically, financially, as well as, like, mentally, but I think it would be really, really cool. Yeah, I feel like you would have to either, like, be a type of person who just can make acquaintances really easily and feels, like, socially fulfilled by acquaintances, or you would have to go with someone else. Yeah, I definitely do not fit into the first category, (laughs) Um, so I think I would need the second option to be the most fulfilled throughout it, but it would be cool. It would be cool. I mean, that's what we got to do for internships and things when we were in college, so it's kind of sad that you don't still have, like, summer break internships as an adult. Like, I lived in (laughs) Dallas for three months for an internship, learned that I will absolutely never in a million years be going back, (laughs) and not just (laughs) because I probably will have no rights within the year. Um... (laughs) That is too true. Too that yeah. Mm. But I also lived in Chicago <laughs> for three months, and I had a really good time. So now I'm gonna live yeah. there permanently. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe it's kind of weird to me that you're like you're an adult. You're living a job. So you're working a job. <laughs> so I'm living a job. You, <laughs> like you moved to Chicago, it does have a non-end date like yeah I moved to Seattle and I and I, but I'm in a graduate program so like there is an end date and yes I could stay in Seattle after that but it's also a really easy time for me to move elsewhere so it's weird to think that you moved to Chicago like you could be in Chicago for a year you could be in Chicago for 10 to 20 years I know we were talking about this and we were like we don't like I don't think either of us because I'm moving in with my girlfriend and I don't think either of us feel strongly about, like, settling in Chicago, but mm-hmm. she has a really good job. She's enjoying it. She's like, doesn't have any, like, immediate desire to leave. And, like, I'm obviously just moving there, but I've been to the city quite a lot, probably in aggregate. I spent, like, a total of, like, six months, if you add everything up at least, in the city, minimum. And I, like, really enjoy it. So... We might just, like, be there. Like, yeah, it's very weird. So, like, I don't think either of us are really considering it, like, our final, like, place to, like, settle down or whatever by any stretch. But I do think it'll be, like, the majority of my 20s, probably, which is so weird. Yeah. And I guess, like, you're moving there to work remotely, right? So you can even change jobs and find another remote position, especially because you work in more, like, computer, like, yeah. software well, engineering. Well, hopefully that, like, I won't need to common. change jobs because I, like, I really like my job so far. So, fingers crossed. But, yeah, I mean, that definitely is also an advantage that my field allows remote work. So. Yeah, so, like, but it isn't, like, laid off for any of those things. But, like, say you're, like, oh, there's this new job that I'm, like, interested in and want to jump to. Like, that doesn't maybe require a move, and that's something that, like, my parents, and, like, and obviously they were in different fields, but, like, a lot of the reasons that, like, I moved as a kid or that my parents moved was because, like, my dad's job specifically, like, got changed or moved. But especially with you, like, you don't necessarily have that constraint or can get around that in a lot of cases. So it's kind of wild. Yeah, like, I feel like probably forever I will at the very least be able to find remote work if I want to find remote work. That I might, like, I mean, my dream job might end up wanting me to be in person, and then I'll, like, have to do it. But, like, there's no shot that, like, I can't find remote work if that's what I, like, want to do. So, that's pretty cool. I think remote work has really changed, like, it really gives you the opportunity to choose where you want to live. 
in a lot of ways. And not everyone can do that, right? It's very job specific, but it's a it's a cool thing that some people have. It'll be interesting to see to. how it changes the landscape of especially non-cities or like smaller cities like Boise, Idaho or like Denver, Colorado, like Sedona, Arizona, like especially the latter two places that have a really big draw in terms of like the environment, how you would live, like they're like outdoor the cool places but don't re- aren't really like a hub for a lot of jobs that are now remote work and so it'll be very interesting to see like the growth of those areas now that like an office is not required yeah i think it's super fascinating even if we think about like through the pandemic how people moved out of cities a lot of that was because they moved home or to other settings or like outdoor settings and obviously some of that has been like gone back to pre-pandemic in a way but I think there's still some yeah some of that that still exists of like people going you know you don't have to go to the city where the job is for some cases like yeah you can go to a place where you can go hiking on the weekend if you wanted to or whatever (laughs) Kylie, your Kylie's face is like I absolutely do not want to go hiking on the weekends. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be a hiker girl. I'm trying to be a hiker girl. I I just I don't know. We're gonna get there. I'm in Seattle. I have to become a hiker girl for a few years. <laughs> yeah, when Kylie first moved to Seattle, she was like, "I'm gonna become such a crunchy granola girl. You're not even gonna recognize me." And now it's been like se- seven months. Like, have you gone hiking yet? <laughs> I don't know. I've I've gone on one hike. <laughs> like, I think I was more of a hiker girl when I lived in Berkeley for six months than I currently am in Seattle. I guess when you lived in Berkeley, though, you had friends who enjoyed hiking. That's true. My friends here, not that they dislike hiking, yeah. it's just that that's not their cup of tea when my friends in Berkeley are more intense hikers your friends in berkeley are like hiker people like yeah no that is like part of their identity (laughs) yeah like i know people who like hiked half dome in yosemite which is like a serious hike and (laughs) i feel like i was surrounded by people who really into hiking i need that well you can well then maybe see maybe chicago isn't your long long settle Maybe when I'm in Chicago, I'll meet some, like, fun, like, outdoorsy, active friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like part of the issue right now is in Boston, I don't really have, like, that type of friend. Yeah, I think the friend makes a big difference. Like, I think I'm, like, obviously I have passions and things that I like to do, but I think I'm flexible in that if I'm friends with people who love to go hiking, I will go hiking every weekend with them. Right. But if I have friends who want to do other things and I'm also like, oh, those are fun, too, then that's what I will do more of. So for me, at least, it's like very friend dependent. Yeah, that is fair. Makes sense. Should we call this a wrap? wrap? We've been we've been talking for a while <laughs> i know and there's actually nowhere i can cut this i've been trying to think like mentally in the back of my mind while we've been going i was like there's got to be a halfway point that i can cut this into two episodes because in case you guys could not tell the past like four episodes you've listened to have actually been two episodes that i've cut in half 
um maybe you could just like cut in half and then we can be like stay tuned for next week or you know like really make yeah. it maybe I'll, I'll do a part two you'll know by the time you hear this part if I split it into two parts <laughs> and if I did then you'll know that I was having a rough week when it came to time to edit <laughs> it's a lot it's like Jocelyn takes a lot of time and like it she does a great job at editing it so um I'm sure a it's crazy month I know I keep saying I that, and I'm probably so annoying. Like, you can just, like, yell at me every time I say that from now on. <laughs> but and just, like, once March ends and you keep saying that, I'll be like, nope, month is over. Can't say it's crazy. <laughs> no, April should be better, hopefully. Hopefully. That's what you say now, and then April comes and you're like, it's just been a crazy month. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Life is crazy. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. You can follow Kylie on Twitter at GallagherK17 or on Instagram at Gallagher underscore Kylie. You can follow me on Twitter at LifeWithJoss or on Instagram at Jocelyn underscore Lutzi. You can also find me on my website, RightThroughTheNight.com. Make sure to rate this podcast five stars, download it, give us feedback, write a review, anywhere you get your podcast because it really does mean a lot to us when we look at our little analytics dashboard we love stats (laughs) so thank you so much for listening this was let's face time also leave us a comment if you have a favorite city thoughts on cities that we've talked about today whether you agree disagree i love hearing people's opinions so let us know but yeah that was let's face time i'll see you next week or the week after or whatever Bye.